Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to Friday Forum, um, our happy first happy hour of the day. Uh, today's discussion is from College to Comms Pro. Uh, we'll be speaking with members from San Jose State, PRSSA, Lumina, Highwire, and eBay. Um, so put um, in the chat where you're calling in from or dialing in from, and um, feel free to add questions as we go through the panel. And um, that should be it. So thanks so much for joining us and I'll um, send it over to the panel. Hi everyone. Hi. Welcome, welcome. Hey. I'm excited to be here with you all today as learning from those who have walked a mile in the shoes of a college student is my favorite way to be inspired about the professional world ahead, especially San Jose State alone. So it's very exciting. Um, making the leap from college to a communications career can be daunting, whether you're a comms major with multiple internships under your belt and your ingression, an undeclared first year or looking to make a career switch with continuing education, this conversation is for you. I'm Kaylee Tompkins, president of the San Jose State University chapter of PRSSA, PRSSA and in today's PRSA Silicon Valley Friday Forum, three San join me to discuss the ins and of making college, making the most out of college and embarking your career in communications. I'd like to introduce Alana McDermott, a senior account executive at Lumina Communications and project manager for PRSA Silicon Valley's Media Projects 2022. Welcome, Alana. Thank you. We have Thank Sierra Fatlowitz, a yes, of course. We have Sierra Fatlowitz, a corporate communication specialist at eBay, who previously worked in local government as well as for a tech PR agency. Welcome, Sierra. Hi. Nice to see everybody. And last but not least, Jazz Savio, a senior account executive in diversity, inclusion, and building specialist at Highwire PR, as well as a PRSA Silicon Valley board member. Thank you for being here, Jasmine. I have uh, so many questions for you all, and I want to encourage anyone joining us live and we can get to as many as we can. And to begin with some questions for the entire group and we can start with Jasmine, move to Sierra and then finish with Alana. So first let's start with an easy one. Please tell us when you attended and graduated from San Jose State and how you chose your major. Oh, wow. Um, well, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for having me here. I graduated in fall of 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I started my first internship at Highwire shortly after in 2019. Um, but I think what really got me interested in PR in the first place was I've always been super passionate and obsessed with like pop culture and entertainment. So that's how I got introduced to PR in the first place, like publicity, PR, etc. So I really thought I was going to go inter into entertainment PR the entire time. I was at San Jose State, but now here I am in tech. Um, but yeah, I think everybody has a different path. And for me, it definitely took a lot of learning along the way, but I did enjoy my time at Tech State. I think I'm next, right? Um, so I, I definitely relate to Jasmine a lot. I think I was also one of those students that 
I did journalism in high school and was in the newspaper and yearbook. And um, I really wanted to do journalism. And I had a great teacher. And she was like, well, you have like a lot of business aptitude as well. Like I can see that you understand business and trends. And so like maybe you should try PR. And I picked San Jose State because it was literally the only public school that was somewhat affordable that I could um, afford to attend that actually had a PR program. And um, so it's a bachelor's of science in public relations. And that's actually really rare. Like a lot of schools just have comms, as everybody on this call knows. And comms is great as well. But I was really excited about PR. And I joined PRSSA like at freshman admit day. So like before I was evenly officially enrolled in school. Um, And so to answer your other question, I technically graduated in 2020, but was working full time since 2019 because the pandemic, the pandemic was like a crazy time, as everybody knows. Awesome. And I'll go next. Um, I graduated from San Jose State in 2020 in the pandemic as well. Um, Fellow pandemic grads. Um, But I I transferred from community college. And so I went to a local community college and I and I got an AA and I think it was communications. um, and, And I knew I wanted to do PR. I think since I graduated high school, um, I wasn't familiar with the field at all. I just knew that it had to do with news and reading the news and writing. And and that's what I love to do. And um, I remember you know, even growing up in high school, collecting like little Vogue magazines or Elle magazines. And the first page that I would go to is like the masthead because I was just obsessed with like, you know, the writers and, and what goes on behind putting magazines together and, and stories together. Um, so I don't work in fashion at all, but I still, you know, I'm obsessed with what goes into putting a story together and, um, you know, a lot of the behind the scenes work that goes into that. And, and that's how I kind of got into it. But um, same as Sierra said, very grateful for the PR program at San Jose State. It's top notch and, and very underrated in my opinion. Yeah, I completely agree. That's why I chose San Jose State specifically. It was affordable, it was local, and it was one of the only um, really high caliber PR programs in, around. So that's what is such a beautiful thing about starting off with um, as a transfer student. I was able to make that uh, switch. So it worked out pretty well, I'd say. Um, and speaking of um, making the most out of college. Do you have any advice for those that are still um, doing their coursework to make the most out of their college experience or internships? Are we starting off um, same order? Or? Yes, starting off with Jasmine and then Sierra and Alana. Yeah, I mean, what I would definitely say is definitely getting involved in school. I think when I was at San Jose State, I was part of the senior leadership of like four different clubs across campus, which don't always recommend, but it did kind of serve for like a lot of um, networking and personal leadership development. Um, But yeah, I mean, I know at Highwire, because I've been doing a lot of the intern interviews and one of the questions that we ask is about like their leadership positions in school or previous volunteer experience, because we do value that. Um, So I remember for me, I mentioned a lot of the work that I did with PRSSA at San Jose State and some of the other organizations. So don't always feel like you need to have a formal like PR internship. The work that you do at school really goes a long way. Or if you had like an outstanding project that you did, um, those are things to mention. So I think always being involved um, and just raising your hand. I know like I remember being part of PRSSA and always people always looking for people to serve as a secretary or other leadership positions and it might seem daunting or just an extra thing to add to your student workload 
but it does pay in the end when you are applying to those internships. Awesome. Um, I, I definitely agree with everything Jasmine said. I think also um, just talking about like the internship piece, there's actually a lot of ways to work with your professors and work with the administration at the university to like come up with your own internship if you can't find one. So um, I actually had that opportunity to work with the city of San Jose and make an internship kind of credit course. And along with that was paid minimum wage at the time. So I mean, hey, that was a win for me. So just be creative. Um, if you work as like an assistant job on campus or off campus, there might be ways for you to help with events, right? And the collateral and the graphic design or maybe the writing. So just being creative and, you know, trying to find as much uh, experience as you can. I, I mean, I get it, I know it's hard, but there's definitely ways if you get creative. Yeah, that's great. And, and I think also too, like when you're in that internship experience, um, go with an open mind and anyone that you meet, whether it's, you know, the CEO or a fellow intern, they always have something that they can they can give you things that you can glean from um, insights that you can take and so go into every meeting go into every opportunity um, every conversation with an open mind come armed with questions you truly you can't ask enough questions especially starting off in your career um, I think that also shows that you know you're you're thinking strategically and you're ready to take the next leap is when you're asking a bunch of questions so ask tons of questions always go with an open mind um, and, and just prioritize relationships and and every internship, every experience that you're into. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I think that I learned the most actually from those that are um, side by side with me that have, you know, experienced the things that I have or uh, have even um, made it to a certain place that I haven't quite yet made. Um, and that really makes a difference to hear those personal stories. Um, and as some of you mentioned, you all have experience with PRSSA, SJSU, and this truly warms my heart. Um, I am a graduating senior at SJSU, and I am rebuilding the PRSSA chapter alongside my e-board for the next wave of students. Can you, each of you, describe a memory um, that is your favorite from your involvement with the PRSSA chapter and how this altered the course of your path? Again, beginning with Jasmine. Yeah, I think for me, there were definitely a couple things. For one, I enjoyed the conferences that we would go to to visit like other um, chapters. I remember we went to L.A. one time um, and we got to meet people from the Fullerton chapter. And some of those folks I still connect with on LinkedIn to this day. So to Alana's point, like build those relationships. Networking is really important. Um and I think I also like that at the time, our chapter was really good about doing different social events. I was a transfer student, so I felt like I missed out because when I would be in my classes, people had already been going to the same classes for two years. So I was going into like established friendships and relationships. So to me, PRSSA really helped me meet new people, expand my network and those social events meant a lot to me, even if we were just going bowling or we were having a happy hour or something like that. Um, I think those are some of my funnest memories. And I think those one of the reasons why like I was able to connect with people like Sierra um, and like we still keep in touch to this day. In fact, she like was really supportive earlier when I had questions about like my own personal career. So again, those relationships, you might feel like, oh, when am I gonna talk to them again? But this is a small industry, small world, so you know. 
That's that's so true. And I, everything you said about PRSSA, like that just warms my heart because we were all actually in the chapter at the same time. And um, we were all on different kind of boards and committees. And uh, I did like lots of different roles at the time. So it's I, I have very fond memories of even the small socials, right? Like you said, like um, bowling and Sammy G's pizza, like that was the it spot for a while. And it was so good. And we would get like tachos and just really fun stuff. Um, and I would echo what Jasmine said as well. I was fortunate. Um, I think I counted and I went to over 10 conferences in four years. And I was just so happy. And we had so much support actually from PRSA Silicon Valley with fundraising and dinners for us and mentorship opportunities. And again, I have peers who at the time were fellow students who I now work with and see with. Um, what's up, Carly, if you watch this? And we actually work at the same company. She was president when I was a freshman of PRSSA. And she actually helped introduce me to the eBay team. So again, like these relationships that you build, who knows where you'll see them, you know, four or five years from now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think my favorite experience, you know, like you both said, uh, the conferences are just so critical. You know, you meet so many people in a short span, you know, of like two to three days. And a lot of the people that I met, I'm thinking specifically to the, my San Diego experience um, that I went on with you, Sierra, and just the people that I met, um, connected with, even just walking down the halls and, and seeing vendors and, you know, meeting people, adding them on LinkedIn. That is so critical to your career and your, your your network. Um, but also I would say, you know, Kaylee doing exactly what you're doing now. I remember I um, hosted a panel of women in tech communications my senior year um, as a part of PRSSA. And I remember driving home and thinking, this is what I want to do. Like I was so inspired by every single one of those women, um, some were in-house, some were agency, and um, just to be able to hear, you know, their experiences, um, having that experience. There were some people who had, you know, a couple years of experience and some people who had over 20 years of experience. And um, I think that was that was just a really, really cool experience for me to, to host a panel and highly recommend doing more of that as well um, in college or even if you're just starting out, you know, um, look for opportunities to lead panels, to take a part, even if you're behind the scenes and you're helping with logistics, those kind of things will introduce you to some really cool people. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel um, every turn I make, all of the people that are involved in our field are just very generous. Um, they're authentic and they're honest. And a lot of women that I've met specifically. And so it just reaffirms, you know, that I'm in the right area. I'm, you know, meeting the right people that are welcoming me into this field that have, um, you know, wisdom to share. And it it definitely gives me that um, pat on the back, you know, that, that we need sometimes at the end of college, definitely. Um, and also, Sierra, I'm very excited um, to hear that you are close-knit with Carly. I actually um, am hosting a speaker series on Tuesday with Carly. She's coming down from eBay, so that will be really fun. Hopefully next time we can have a couple of you come down. It's really cool. Um, I wanted to, I know you touched a little bit about um, PRSA Silicon Valley and, and some of the mentorship and support that you got. Um, do you all recall specific collaborations with PRSA Silicon Valley or other organizations that were specifically meaningful to you during your career? Yeah, I think that was one of my favorite. Well, I know we already talked about favorite things. But that was another of my favorite things when I was at San Jose State. I think our chapter, because I wasn't on the leadership board at PRSA, I was just a, a member. But I think our leadership really did a great job at 
bridging that relationship with the Silicon Valley chapter. We frequently would have speakers. We had like a resume workshop. That's how I heard about like Highwire and Xeno Group and so many of our local agencies. Cause I had never, like I was coming into PR like brand new when I went to San Jose State. So I really valued that. And now it's interesting because when I was at San Jose State, we did the mentorship program that PRC Silicon Valley does. And my mentor that I was paired with, I actually serve on the board with today. So again, it kind of shows like that full circle moment. And I know so many of my peers that were in the PRC chapter with me at the time still also keep in touch with their mentors. I know um, there's one that just got a job at LinkedIn and it was because of that mentor who really helped them walk through that process and the interview process. So, uh, yeah, I think we really did a great job at building those relationships. And I love that we're having this conversation because we are hoping to recontinue that. I know that um, the San Jose State chapter had a little bit of a lull during the pandemic, but I hope that with today's conversation, we'll be able to rekindle that. And to your point, go back, do more agency tours, do more speaking engagements. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we had an overwhelming sense of support, um, I would say, between like 2016 to 2020, I think is all when we were all kind of in the same group for a while. And um, I, I think I got really creative personally with fundraising ideas. And so because we, we needed money to be able to go to these conferences, right? Like as students who are working full time jobs on top of their curriculum, it, we totally understand. Like, it's very hard to spend even $200, $300 on a plane ticket to go. And obviously, you know, things were, um, you have to prioritize things, but I think making that, they invested in us. And so, for instance, like, we would have these career fair kind of things or agency fairs. And to Jasmine's point, and I don't know if uh, Alana, like, that's where you met anybody as well for your job, but they would have different agencies come and they would pay for a table and that money would go towards our conferences. So I think one year we had like 10 very large PR firms and boutique specialized firms come like from Edelman, Ogilvy, I think Lumina, Highwire, Hotwire, um, Inked, like all of these really cool PR firms. And I was actually, I'm still friends with a few people. Um, and I think Sarah Storelli at the time was president and she was great and Jeannie's great. And Vanessa's great. Scott's great. And just, I've tried to keep in touch and, I look forward to, you know, talking to everybody more, especially now that we're kind of entering out of these little bubbles during the pandemic. Yes, completely agree. Um, PR Valley has been central. It's the reason I have, you know, the job that I have and um, the involvement that I have now with, with PRSA, it's all because of them reaching out and, um, you know, so they're always so willing to help. And I think that's one thing that marked my experience throughout college is, you know, never underestimate how much people are willing to help. Um, specifically those in PRSA Silicon Valley, they have a heart for helping students and, you know, helping launch their careers. And um, I think for me specifically, though, it was the agency tours that were very helpful to me. And I remember specifically um, one experience of going to San Francisco for the day and just you know, meeting a handful of agencies and actually going in and um, talking about their client work and what kind of work that they do on a daily basis, um, meeting people from the president of the agency all the way down to interns that were there. And, you know, it's one thing to to read about agency experience and to read a book about PR and to study it. And it's another thing to really, you know, go where the work is being done. Um, and I think that has been critical. And, and I know it's hard to do that now with, with everything remote and, um, you know, even 
where I work, it's not fully, you know, an office, it's hybrid. And so who knows, you know, what that will look like a year from now. But um, even if, you know, the virtual setting is always a great place, you know, however that would look like having virtual agency tours. But, um, you know, I think the agency tours, company tours are, you know, something that has been so helpful to me in my career. That's actually a really interesting idea of doing a virtual agency tour. I think that would be something that's really possible, especially um, with transportation and all of that out of the way. Um, so thank you for bringing that up. Um, and diving a little bit more into the pandemic, we all remember the uncertainty um, about the global, national, and local economy here in the Silicon Valley. How has the pandemic impacted your career specifically and what advice do you have for college students and young professionals that are preparing to enter the real world, which is bound to see a recession or downturn? Yeah, well, I think for me, I was lucky that, you know, I joined Highwire in 2019 right before the pandemic. So I didn't really see too many like negative effects and we were already working remote once a week. So it was easy for us to transition transition into fully remote. Um, but interestingly enough, I'll share a different perspective. For me, it was actually a positive thing going to the pandemic because like anybody who knows me, I'm a little bit more reserved, um, especially in an in industry like PR. I think there's a lot of people who are very extroverted um, and maybe that's why some people choose this field. But for me, I'm like the complete opposite. Like I joined PR because I want to give other people the spotlight and the attention, like my clients, the executives, etc. Um, I love being behind the scenes and making, doing all the work. And so I think for me, the pandemic was a career accelerator because I was now leading meetings in the comfort of my own home. So I feel that I was able to really grow in my public speaking and my leadership development, get more involved with PRSA Silicon Valley and other nonprofits in the Bay Area that I probably wouldn't have been able to do if I was in person. Because I still remember my first year at Highwire, um, even when I was an intern, I was asked to like start speaking in client calls. And I was like so nervous. I felt like I was going to throw up because I'm like, oh my God, like everybody's watching me. Um, but now that I'm like behind a screen, whether I'm talking to a CEO whoever, or the client comms of one of my um, clients, I, I'm at home. So I'm like, nobody can tell if I'm like shivering or like really nervous because it's behind a screen. So I think for me, it was a positive thing. And I think once I am able to transition like back into the office, I think that I'll, I can take these skills and be a better public speaker. Um. That's such an interesting perspective too. I, and I think it's important. Um, so thank you for sharing that because we forget what it's like for a lot of people who are going to be new grads who've never had that experience working full-time in the office before. So like they don't really have anything to compare it to. Um, on my end, I kind of have like Jasmine, like two sides of the coin. So I worked in the mayor's office and that is a um, very intense workload in 2019 to 2020. And you're really in, you know, sometimes it's standard hours. Like you can come in around 8.30 and leave around 5, 5.30. But sometimes you're there very early and you're there very late doing very critical crisis comms, getting messages out to 
you know, our community. And in my case, during COVID, that was a real challenge. And I did get really burnt out by the end of it. I was just so exhausted and I missed my family. Right. And they were all the way, it seems far when you are in lockdown in Sacramento, in hindsight, it's like three hours, but still, you know, they seem far away. And so I took that as an opportunity to actually work remote and get a new job that would, because you can't work remotely when you work for the mayor. It's not really an option. So I got a job at a PR agency and um, that was really a great option for me. And similarly to my job with eBay, I wasn't actually living in San Jose at the time. So I took that as an opportunity to start working at eBay while I was still in Sacramento. And then I actually came back and now I live um, in Midtown San Jose. So very close to the eBay office. And I do go in a few times a week, but again, trying to take it as a positive when you're graduating, maybe you want to apply for a job um, on the East Coast, a little tricky when it's you know out of the country, but you still have options. And a lot of these companies will be willing to help um, pay for your transportation once a month, once a quarter, whatever it is, if you aren't local. And they have really great options now. So I would say try to look at it as a positive and just know if you are struggling to find that first job, like clearly you're online, you're on this call. There's a huge community here who will help you. So don't be too worried, I would say. Yeah, completely agree with that about, you know, not not worrying and taking it one day at a time. Um, you know, like I said, I graduated in the in the pandemic. So it was spring of it was March of 2020. And we had gotten an email that, you know, classes were going to be remote for one week and everyone is all excited. And that was the last time that I stepped foot in, in DBH agency um, as a student. And I don't think I've ever gone back since there. So I, I need to make a visit. Um, but that was, you know, I. I didn't have an agency job, you know, you know, lined up agencies put hiring on a freeze. And so, um, you know, there were moments where I felt very, very lost and I felt like, okay, like, what am I going to do? You know, I I thought I was going to start this right away. Um, And I actually want to share a funny moment. But I remember, um, you know, when 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 agencies put their hiring on a freeze and I, you know, didn't have something lined up right away. I remember applying to Trader Joe's (laughs) and getting a rejection letter from Trader Joe's, I think a couple of weeks after graduating. And I think that was a very humbling moment where I was like, okay, like, we're going to really start from scratch here, you know, getting a rejection letter from your favorite uh, grocery store. but, you know, it, it, don't underestimate the power of relationships. You know, like I said, it was Jeannie Enton, I'll, I'll shout her out, um, who called me and advocated for me and created a position for me to work with her at, at um, a climate tech startup that I was at, Acloma. And um, she's just been foundational to helping build my career and guiding me through the ups and the downs and being there for a phone call when I needed help. Um, so that's been, been so critical for me. And um, I would say, like, some advice for for students and especially as we're going into a recession is um, don't stress out, you know, first and foremost, take care of your mental health, because especially in this field, when everything that you're doing, you know, has to do with with your creative skill and how good you can write and how well you can, you know, talk to clients and all of this little stuff, like it all is based on, you know, how well you are personally and emotionally. And so I think taking care of yourself personally is critical um, and keeping your head down to what you have in front of you is so important. I think, you know, as a student, you're, you're starting from scratch, right? And you get a lot of social media, you know, you're comparing accomplishment after accomplishment with other people. And you just feel like, where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? Um, And I think the most important thing you can do is trust that the opportunities will come. But whatever you have in front of you, whether you're a student taking an art history class, or, you know, whether you're an intern, focus on what's in front of you, keep your head down. And when those opportunities come, you'll be, you know, perfectly positioned because you'll have a good foundation. Um, So don't stress out, take care of yourself first and foremost, and and opportunities will flow. 
I love that. And I just wanted to add like a hundred percent, um, everything that she just said and definitely just be patient with yourself. I think is like the key underscore. And if you are in a similar position where you're struggling to find your next role or even your first ever internship, I would say don't discount yourself. There's a lot of times when I set up calls with students from San Jose State and I'm like, okay, let's, I want to help you like develop your resume. And they send me their first draft and there's maybe like two or three bullets. And once I start having a conversation with them, I uncover that they've done so many things, but they just don't know how to reflect on your on their resume. So I think it's just really digging in, look at the job descriptions of the jobs that you want to apply to and really hone in on what tangible experience have I done that I can put on my resume? And again, it doesn't have to be a paid job that you did. It can be a project that you're just going to expand further in your resume, or you volunteered with PRSSA, you were the secretary, like talk about that experience because it there is some transferable skills when you are applying to a PR internship. So I think don't be afraid to... I'm sure there's like a better word, but like to brag about yourself or to like talk about your accomplishments in a positive way um, or even and get to Sierra's point, get creative, start a blog, start posting stuff, connect with your local nonprofit, see if you can start doing some like PR comms work for them, social media work, it, like create your own opportunities while you get to that dream internship or whatever. Is it, that's what I did when I was in school. A lot of the internships that I got, I was just getting creative. Like, please, somebody, I need help. My resume looks really like tumbleweeds. Um, so get creative. Get creative. I love that. I, I really appreciate those um, pieces of advice because I think that it resonates with a lot of us. Um, we're just trying to collect so many things under our belt and hope that when we show up to that interview that that's enough. Um, but I've learned like even more in the last few months that it's about truly like capitalizing on what you've already done um, and, and trying to expand on those things, showing them, you know, who you are and why you are where you are. Um, and then creating your own opportunities is something that I've, I've definitely um, been realizing even with like local restaurants, um, local nonprofits, like you mentioned, just getting connected with those people and trying to promote your local businesses is, is something that is a great way to start. So I'm definitely going to be making a blog soon. Stay tuned, everyone. Um, and I know you uh, spoke about Jeannie. She is um, a a rainbow in the sky for me. I'm very excited to have that, um, have her as someone who's opening, you know, doors already for um, San, the San Jose State chapter. Um, and I wanted to hear more about some professors, mentors, or advocates um, that you've connected with either in San Jose State, um, PRSSA or PRSA that have had a positive impact on your comms career. Oh, wow. Well, I guess at PRSSA, um, I mean, like I mentioned, people like Sierra and so many others that even if it's like a one-off interaction, people willing to extend their hand when you reach out for help, like, hey, Sierra, like I really need support um, with this and that for my career growth and development. And like she hopped on a call with me and we talked it through. And I hadn't spoken with Sierra in a while, like 
we definitely like still interact, like each other's posts on LinkedIn or whatever. Um, but I think because we had that initial relationship with PRSSA, it was, we, we were like like-minded, like we knew we were students, we're hustling out here. Um, and I've had other people like that. There's other people from PRSSA that I still connect with. And what is really cool is that you're all kind of in the same way, like growing in your careers at the same time. So a lot of us now are what, like three, four years into our careers. And so we know of similar roles that our, our companies may have or some of our peers. So we can kind of cross share and cross collaborate on that. Um, and I know at least for PRSA Silicon Valley, I've had a lot of mentors who have supported me with my career, with my interest in diversity and inclusion. Um, and I think because of a lot of the work that I was doing with PRSA Silicon Valley, I was able to transition my role a little bit. So today I have a hybrid role where I do PR work, but also diversity and inclusion work. So a lot of it is mapped back to PRC Silicon Valley and the advocates that I had here. So yeah, it's definitely been a wild but fun ride. Yeah, and it's um I completely agree. And you know, I, I personally love like hearing from people that maybe we haven't seen in person in three or four years, or maybe two in this case, but um especially I know so many people have helped me along the way and I will definitely be in that position. I'm sure at some point again, even if it's not wanting to make a career change, it might be like, Hey, I just feel like I'm at a lull right now. Like what can I do to kind of set myself apart? Like there's things like that that are really helpful. And um, I definitely reached out, especially in 2020 to, Oh my gosh, I, I genuinely want to say like 15 to 20 people through PRSSA or PRSA at the time. Um, and some of that is people who I had worked with when I was an intern and there were no full-time roles. Like Alana said, like they literally, nobody was hiring. And I got a lot of advice of like, just hang in there, you know, you'll be fine. And them sharing their own personal stories with me, I think was really helpful. And I will say like, just as like a kind of tip, especially when you're just graduating or you're kind of an upperclassman, you're not networking in my opinion uh, for the jobs right out of school. Like nobody really lands their dream job. If you do, great. But like nobody really lands that, you know, right out of school. And we're all, I don't think anybody has it figured out. Like we can all put on a great front, like, oh yeah, we're working at this cool company. But at the same time, we're very much still figuring it out too. And you're really networking in school for your job, maybe five, 10 years from now. And I will say I'm already starting to reap those benefits of friends that I, again, were my peers in school and are now maybe my manager or my manager's coworker. Um, and you're building those relationships for the long term. And I would say I honestly probably get like two to three people a month at this point reaching out to be like, hey, are you happy at your current role? Like we have this role open. And they're actually people I went to school with or people who are maybe um, to both of your points, like a little bit more advanced than me at the time. Right. Like they maybe were like an AE when I was like a double AE. Right. So you're really building those relationships for the future. And just to wrap this up, yeah, I mean, like Sean Fletcher, Dr. Sean Fletcher was a great resource, especially for like learning about DE&I. Like that was something I was also interested in. Um, and that was very much like a huge uh, area of growth, I think, for me just to learn and just listen to him. And I mean, Renee Siegel is amazing. Obviously, we've all had her. She ripped apart one of my essays, like all red pen, and I probably cried. Um, but it made me a better writer to this day. And I learned how to use an M dash correctly. <laughs> so there's that. And uh, Sarah Sorelli was present at the time. 
Scott Thurnborough, uh, Jeannie, Vanessa, like everybody again was just so supportive and so helpful. And um, just again, like I love seeing people that we did go to school with. Like um, Jasmine has this like amazing podcast that I think we all listen to. And that's really cool. And again, like I reconnected with Carly a few years out of school. And I know you're going to have her at one of your events soon. And she's just literally an endless resource. Like she knows everything about anything. And I still go to her like on a daily basis at eBay and ask her random things. So I'm really excited that your students will get to meet her. Yeah, I completely agree. First off, uh, Sierra, with what you said, um, it's so funny in college, you always think we have your, our careers and our lives lined up to the T, like I want to do this and this and this. And, you know, now now 24 in my mid 20s, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what's what's going to come six months from now. I'm not sure what, you know, my my career, or my my life's going to look like a year from now. And um, it's just so good to keep an open mind. And, um, you know, I can't even list on my hand the amount of people that have been helpful and guide and have guided me throughout, you know, the ups and the downs, like I've said, but first and foremost, obviously Jeannie Anton, I know we talk a lot about her on this call, but, you know, really just advocated for me when I um, didn't have a lot of confidence. I didn't have a lot of speaking ability. I had no experience, little to no experience. Um, and, you know, she, she saw something in me, you know, um, and I think we need more people like that in, in the industry who, you know, are, are not looking at the people who are perfect, but are looking at those, um, who have something that needs to be developed maybe, or that needs to, uh, that that seed that they see in people. And I think Jeannie saw that and I'm so grateful that she did and she continued to keep in touch and I continued to keep in touch. And she's been um, just so, so just, just critical. And um, I, I owe so much to her and, um, you know, Renee Siegel as well, PR 192 case studies, incredible class. Um, I also got many papers ripped apart by her, but I'm so grateful, you know, for all the red marks, because I think when my last paper that I submitted um, before graduating, it got like one or two. And that was like the best accomplishment for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, to have only one or two red marks from Renee's you know, I, I can I can go to sleep happy tonight. <laughs> um, but she is just so intelligent and smart. And um, she is so passionate about connecting people. And so she would regularly bring in um, people in the industry, you know, those who just graduated from college and those who have been in the industry forever. Um, and she would bring them in to, to take part in the curriculum we were doing. And I think that's what kind of set her apart, you know, um, from a lot of other mentors is that she saw the value of not just teaching about PR, but showing PR and bringing people in to talk to students. And I think that's the best thing that that has been, you know, um, helpful in my career is sitting down and having intimate conversations with those in, in the field that are that took time out of their busy days and busy client work to, you know, really show us what it's like working in PR in 2020 and 2021 and um, now in 2022. And um, those are two people that I owe a lot to. And of course, the entire PR say Silicon Valley, Vanessa Yanez, and even the people I'm just meeting now for the for the first time, um, Megan Fintlin, and um, just the amazing people that are working behind the scenes at, um, you know, the Silicon Valley chapter. And I'm just, I'm just so grateful to all of them. And I wanted to ask you all about um, your first comm jobs and if there were any surprises, things that you didn't see coming. Oh, wow. Um, I probably should have thought about this a little bit more. I think for me, maybe one thing that I was surprised by was, at least for me, when I joined the agency world, um, to be honest, I had no idea about agency. I, when I was at, at San Jose State, I was like, I'm never going to do agency. 
Um, but here I am. This is where I started. This is where I still am. But um, I've actually really enjoyed it. It's giving me an opportunity to learn more about different industries that I would have never thought to think about. Um, I think one of the coolest things I got to do was um, I worked for this manufacturing client, 3D printing manufacturing. At first I was like, I don't know the first thing about manufacturing. Um, and I got to work on a Met Gala campaign because my client did 3D printing dresses, 3D printed dresses for some celebrities. And I was like, oh, like it was just so cool to work with a fashion designer. I think that's one thing that impressed me that I always felt like tech or these like manufacturing clients for cybersecurity were like boring, like who wants to work for these clients? Um, but they're actually a lot, a lot of fun. I think especially in tech, a lot of um, companies have a lot of money, so they're able to do a lot of really cool things that maybe you were in entertainment, you wouldn't be able to do. I think also in terms of like salary or pay, um, I think it is true that like we hear it a lot at San Jose State, like tech tends to pay a little bit more compared to some other fields. I think it is true, at least in my experience. Um, I think a lot, another thing that surprised me is I think it is true that there can be burnout when you are an agency and it really is just about how you are able to navigate that and just proactively think ahead of like those busy moments so I think I was surprised when I did experience like really bad burnout um two years ago where I was like I don't even know if PR is for me like ugh. So I had like this like life crisis, um, but I think I was able to overcome that. And I always thought that I wouldn't be one to fall to victim to like um, employee burnout. So I think that was another thing that just surprised me. But what I learned takeaway is I think it's all about just time management and most importantly, like setting boundaries for yourself. That's another tip for anybody, especially if you are starting a job remote. It's so easy to feel like my laptop is right there. Like I woke up early. Let me just check my email really quick, send a few media pitches. No, stop yourself. Go on a walk. Okay, go to Starbucks, do something, but do not log on until you absolutely need to. Um, so I think I learned a lot about just setting boundaries um, for myself and feeling confident. Even when I joined as an intern, feel confident like you can set your own boundaries because you are at the end of the day like a leader of your own career so i learned a lot of lessons early on that i think i didn't expect to when i joined that's definitely very true and when i heard this question i, I kind of laughed because i interpreted it as like what did i not expect right and there's so many things that comes like being a comms person or a PR person that like aren't in our job description. And it's just kind of comical, honestly, at this point. But if you choose to work for any kind of executive, um, especially like an elected official, that is a whole other territory. And I had a crash course for like two years doing that at the city and then kind of local government level as well with the mayor's office. And like, just thinking back to all the times he's about to be like live and there's like a twig in his hair because he just biked here to like an interview that's literally live. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm literally like hitting his head being like, you literally have stuff in your hair or you have shaving cream or like spaghetti or silently. Um, I had to silent 
people in the governor's office on a large press conference before via Zoom because somebody was like eating an apple in the background. And it's like, who eats an apple during a national press conference? I don't know. But it happens, right? Like these, these little experiences and it makes it so when you're in, you know, PR for now, I've been in it for a few more years. And when these random weird things happen, like they don't phase you anymore. And when somebody says something crazy, you just turn off their mic. You're like, you're done. <laughs> like you're done. You're you're done. Um, or if someone asks an inappropriate question, you know exactly how to jump in and just be like, actually, I'm sorry, we don't have any more time for today. Like you just start to learn how to do those things and not let them affect you. And that also helps like your kind of mental capacity too. You don't stress out as much when something goes wrong. You always have like plan A, B, and C in the back ready to go. But yeah, I would say, you know, if you're ever in a moment that you're kind of doubting yourself, just remember that like we've literally all been there and anybody at your job who seems like they have it figured out is probably panicking on the inside sometimes too. And it happens on a daily basis. So just hang in there. That's so true. Um, I agree with absolutely everything. It's literally communications. It's a constant like, oh, okay, we're pivoting. We're doing this today. I've never done this before, but we're going to learn today. <laughs> um, I think one thing that surprised me was I didn't know I would start my career in my bedroom. <laughs> you know, I did. it's just so funny, like your entire job and your your career is on a little screen. You know, I think that's something that was new. I, I actually never worked a full Monday through Friday, nine to five outside of my first internship um, at Hoffman Agency. And so um, I think starting my career and doing the Monday through Friday, nine to five, um, which first of all, it's, it's never nine to five. It's usually earlier, eight to six. Um, but but I love Jasmine, you know, how you're talking about boundaries. And that's just so important, especially in the agency and especially working on West Coast as well. Um, as we all know, the East Coast reporters, they're up, you know, when it's 5 a.m., 4 a.m. your time. And so um, the work will always be there. There will never be a shortage of work. And so setting boundaries on your time, um, setting your hours, what's, what's most healthy for you is, is super important. Um, but I think another thing that surprised me was, um, just the way that I would have to reorient time management in an agency and reprioritize. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a very organized person. And so I love plans. You know, I love drafting out plans and laying out the timeline and laying out steps one, two, three, ABC. And um, that has to go out the window. You know, I, I had to get okay. And I had to be okay with, um, you know, breaking news happening and that entire plan going out the window and having to reprioritize multiple times a day. Um especially with a handful of, of different clients, right? You're not focused. If you are an agency, you're not focused on one client. You're focused on multiple clients. And so learning, um, you know, does this need to be responded to right away? Um, can I wait a couple hours to respond to this? What, you know, oh, this email's from the CEO. This is probably something that I should prioritize instead of this, you know, award opportunity or um, just, and you get better at that as you get experience. You'll know what to prioritize and what not to. But I think that was my biggest surprise is, um, I had to get over my perfectionism. <laughs> I had to throw that out the window. Um, and, you know, if you are interested in PR and you feel like you are a perfectionist and you're organized and you love plans, that comes in handy. And that is actually a very, very good skill. But just know that you will have to reprioritize a lot and pivot. Um, and I think another great thing that I wasn't expecting is the exposure to different industries. Um, I also didn't know how much I would like cybersecurity until I joined uh, Lumina Communications. And we have a large cybersecurity client base. And um, just being able to see, you know, there's companies getting breached every day. So there's always things to talk about. There's always stories to tell. And I was very pleasantly surprised that I would like the field of cybersecurity. I think it's super exciting. And, um, you know, don't, don't silo yourself to what you think you want to do. 
you know, like I said, in college, I thought I wanted to do fashion and healthcare. And although those fields are interesting and who knows where my career will take me, um, I didn't know how much I would be interested in, to, in B2B tech and cybersecurity. And um, that was a huge surprise. Yeah, that's specifically what I'm noticing now is um, understanding the landscape of the fields that you are passionate about um, is the first step to deciding, you know, is this truly going to work for me? Um, and like exploring those opportunities specifically with tech, I would have never thought uh, four years ago, I was going to be aspiring to work in tech, but that's something that I actually would love to see myself doing in the next few years. Um, and that actually brings me to um, some individualized questions I wanted to ask you all, um, starting with you, Alana, since you just spoke about um, your experience with cybersecurity and enterprise tech clients. Um, this is a niche that many students are interested in. Uh, we were hoping if you could tell us a little bit more about working B2B and your experience with uh, Lumina Communications as well as Acluna. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say, Always look at, you know, the stories that you're trying to tell and tie, tie them into larger stories that are happening. Um, you know, you might not think there's a story behind Cloud Security Square, uh, but when you really dig and you really look at, you know, what is this software doing? What is it enabling the business to do? And what is that business enabling our everyday users to do? There is always a really interesting story. Um, and especially as we're, you know, going into a remote reality, you know, like every everything is online. Businesses are online. Every business truly um there, there, I don't think there's any business existing except, you know, for mom and pop restaurants um, that is not online. It doesn't have a digital medium. And so, um, you know, quickly, you know, thinking on your toes when it comes to to storylines and thinking, how is this tying to larger trends that are happening that I'm seeing in the news? Um, and then that also ties into, um, you know, thinking on your toes, you know, um, because news cycles move so fast. Being an avid consumer of the news, I think is super important in our field, especially in B2B tech. Um, you'd be surprised how many publications cover a topic that is super, super small and you wouldn't think that anyone cares about. Um, but really, you know, there, there's so many trade publications in cybersecurity, so many trade publications in infrastructure and enterprise tech. And um, it is a really, really fast moving field. And, um, you know, especially with recent, you know, uh, White House executive orders on cybersecurity. Like it's a very, very fast moving space. Um, a lot of companies are starting, a lot of startups are launching. And so um, keeping your finger on the pulse and reading news in that specific field um, is super, super important. Um, and then, you know, one thing I wanted to share too is you don't have to be technical to tell stories about technical things. You know, I think that's one of the skills of being in communications is how do I take this very complicated product or idea and how do I share this to a five-year-old? I think that's really what PR is, is if I have to describe this product to a five-year-old or a 10-year-old, can I do it? And I think that's, you know, a really important skill, especially in B2B tech, um, when it's kind of hard to find the link of how is this, you know, product I can't even pronounce, how does it have to do with the everyday user and with larger trends that we're seeing in the media? Because I think that would be a, a huge thing that I've learned. Very nice. Um, I have a question for Sierra. You led the PRSSA SJSU chapter for a very long time. Um, and I must say, shout out to you to that. That is really impressive. Um, as a fellow leader within the PRSSA community, I wanted to hear more about your term and if you could share some highlights and perhaps even some obstacles. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that I look back really fondly on PRSSA. I will say when you're in it, you feel like there's nothing else that's going on in the world. Like you feel like PRSSA is your full time because it's a lot of work and we all know that we have lots of meetings and extra responsibilities. And um, I, there was a shift, I will say. My senior year, I'm still leading PRSSA um, and I'm trying to do as much as I can. And I think Alana at the time also was serving on the board as well. And um, there was a conversation that I did have to have. I, I went to Dr. Fletcher and I was like, I have two jobs. I'm leading PRSSA and I'm already working full time. And I just feel like I'm letting people down because I do not have the capacity to do this full time anymore. And up until that point, I was having like literally planning one social a week, one network working opportunity a week, one fundraiser a month. Like we were really going at full speed ahead, trying to plan for this national conference. We were also thinking of potentially hosting a conference at this time. Um, this would have been the first San Jose State PRSSA like national conference in a while. And um, then COVID hit. So that was really unfortunate. And at the time, he he gave me great advice. And he was like, look, you've done everything you can for this chapter. And now, you know, you are working full time. And that's kind of the goal, right? The goal is to start to get your first full time job and to start working. And so I, I did kind of start taking a step back and just going to meetings when I could. And we had a new president. Um, but up until that point, I think just really empowering yourself to make those connections, right? So to reach out to people, reach out to executives, let them know that, you know, you work or you're part of this organization and you're fundraising, um, they're really helpful. And if they can't make a donation, they might say, well, actually, my company doesn't really do, you know, donations like that at the time. We don't have budget, but I'd love to donate my time. I'd love to come speak with your students. I'd love to give you a tour, like Alana mentioned, at our really cool agency. And so I think, you know, both of those things were super, super helpful for me moving forward. And also, again, like to lean on the people on your team. So if they're the director of kind of like the social or the steering committee, like empower them to go and to plan these really fun um, things and organizations. And at the time, like you, you might as president, I don't know if you're anything like me, you're very detail oriented and you like to kind of know everything that's going on. And just taking a step back, I think was a huge learning opportunity for me too and growing opportunity um, that you don't have to be involved in everything all the time. Like you don't have to be in the mix. Like sometimes it's nice to just step back and like let other people shine. And that was a huge growth, I think, opportunity for me too. So I, I have very fond memories of PRSSA. And I think, you know, senior year, I had done all that I could, but I, again, I had done it for over four years at that point, since I started a little bit before school, I was like barely 18 and started going to conferences. Um, which is a whole other experience. Like if anybody has questions about conferences or especially, you know, right out of high school, going to your first national conference and everyone on that trip besides me was over 21. So I would kind of like stay back at night because I couldn't even go to the mixers because a lot of them were professional people who were at bars and stuff. So I couldn't even go, but I still had a great experience, you know, just being with my friends and my team and learning from them. Yeah, I, I have great memories. Yeah, it sounds like it. Sometimes I do um, envision myself part of the chapter during the, those years, just because it seems like it was such a dynamic time to be part of PRSSA um, from all the memories, even the posts on socials and everyone I've talked to that was involved. It sounds like it was a really happening time. Um, and I'm hoping to get that, you know, uh, back within a, the year that I'm here. 
Um, and for Jasmine, I wanted to touch on your specialty with diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it seems to be the driving force in a lot of your work. I wanted to know a bit more about at what point you're in your professional development, did your focus um, start to narrow and become echoing these stories of, of the movement? Yeah, I think for me, I was always really interested in this topic. When I was at San Jose State, I was a part of a lot of the cultural affinity groups. Um, but I think at Highwire, I don't, I can't recall if there was like a specific moment, but I do think one of the things that was a critical piece was with the murder of George Floyd. I saw a lot of our clients um, wanted to just be more outspoken, be more supportive about their black employees, about the black community at large. And so I think that was really the first time that I started really jumping into a lot of that work, helping the clients with like their statements um, around what was happening. And now we send out these social advisories that counsel clients on internal comms, external comms, social media, and also just with media briefings around moments like the January 6th insurrection, the reversal of Roe v. Wade, um, the murder of Asian women in Atlanta. So there's been a lot of really critical pieces that I didn't expect to jump into when I got into PR also. So this has been like a really huge passion point area for me personally. Um, and, you know, in the more granular thickest of times, like helping clients who are getting backlash because one of their employees just made a racist comment on social media. So how do you like navigate that? And I think in today's age when, so many people are on social media. So many people have cell phones. They can record somebody doing something. At the end of the day, like we are representing clients um, and people and just brand reputation, but also keeping in mind that there are people that do cause harm to others. So it's been really interesting and a huge passion point of mine and something that I take a huge lens when I support clients whether it be a specific DNI campaign or not. But I'm happy to talk to anybody else if they have any additional questions. Um, and I'm sure anybody who is in this call, you need us to review your resume, need career advice, or looking for your next role, I'm sure any of us here would be more than happy to come. Yes, I am really looking forward to all the conversations I'll continue to have with you three. Um, I'm hoping to even invite some of you over to the podcast I'm creating for PRSSA SJSU. Um, I would love to have those conversations um, and see where we can take it. So thank you again for having these conversations with us. It definitely means a lot. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kaylee. Yeah, this was great. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much, Alana, Kaylee, Sierra, and Jasmine. It was an amazing hour. Um, really appreciated you, your insight and your experience working with PRSSA. Um, I was part of PRSSA and can uh, say it's a great organization as well as PRSA. Um, and Alana, I loved your comment about asking questions. Um, that is so key uh, to starting off your career. And I wish I would have done it more when I started off. But thank you to everybody for joining um, our Friday forum. Um, a few housekeeping item, items, um, save the date for Media Predicts. We're back in person 
December 6th at the San Mateo Marriott. And special shout out to our sponsors, um, highlighting Allison PR. Thank you for your support. Um, thank you all for joining and we will see you next time. Have a great weekend.